Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. We are once again recording this episode from Nepal. Isn't it this awesome? <laughs> <laughs> That's my good brother Jim uh, with me once again, my brother from another mother. And uh, yeah, it's, it's funny, Jim. We're over here in Nepal, and, and I've explained that to a couple of different churches when I introduced you. And uh, Martha reminded me that uh, mother means cow. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm not from another cow. <laughs> so um, I think Crash probably explained it correctly. Uh, at least yeah. I hope he did. <laughs> Toward the end. <laughs> Towards the end. But yes, uh, we are in Nepal now. When this airs on the Joy FM, uh, Martha and I will, will be back in Dothan, actually. Uh, Jim and Keith will be back in Thailand. Yes. But we just thought it would be uh, neat for the first time to record uh, in the mission field, in the foreign mission field, and just let people kind of get a taste of of what's going on over here, what God is doing in Asia. And uh, if you didn't listen to last week, I encourage you to find our podcast, and you can find that pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you will hear some bus horns and truck horns as we're recording this. (laughs) That's just life in uh, Nepal. We're, We're in our hotel room recording this. It's just been awesome to be here, Jim, uh, with uh, Martha and I, with you and Keitha. And as we record this, we are winding down the trip. Yeah, it's been a great trip. And as we said uh, last time we, uh, we recorded that we had some exciting things that we knew were coming up. And so we wanted to give you a report on what those things were. Yeah. And we knew they were going to be exciting, but didn't know exactly what they would be. No. <laughs> and so uh, stay tuned because, uh, man, as we, we've seen some amazing things. God doing amazing things here. Uh, but uh, as we always do, we like to open up in prayer. And Jim, I'd ask if you would, you would do that for us. Okay. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you so much for your great love for us. We thank you for your great mercy in sending Jesus to the earth. And thank you, Jesus, for coming and being our Savior, for dying on the cross and shedding your blood for the forgiveness of our sins, your body broken and then buried. And on the third day, you rose again to prove that you have power over life and death and that you and you alone are the true Savior of the world. And so thank you, uh, Holy Spirit, for using us, for allowing us to see God's great power. And we ask that um, what we talk about will glorify you and will be an encouragement for all those who follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And to those who don't, that they might open their hearts to receive his mercy and his grace for them today. So we pray these things in the matchless name of our soon incoming King Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we came to Nepal for a few reasons. One was to train and to disciple our brothers and sisters here. And we talked about that in the last episode last week. And that was just an incredible three days of training and really getting to know our brothers and sisters here. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, Krish told us today that uh, more than 14 churches now have the DM squared material. And uh, he's looking forward to translating the creation of Christ story and, uh, and the 50 commands so that uh, they can have a complete Great Commission Christian training program. Amen. And so God brought us here, we know, to do that and, and to do that training. And we've already see, are seeing fruit from that as the, a number of pastors are sharing the Creation of Christ story with others. And so we praise God for that. And then, of course, we also came to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, this is a country, as I mentioned last week, where 89% of the population are unreached with the gospel. Jim, once again, explain what unreached means. Unreached means that a country has less than 2% of the people saved 
uh, and not replicating. Once you get to 2% of the people saved and replicating, then they consider that reached. But less than 2% have even heard the gospel here. That being the case, how great the need for the gospel yes. is and how great the need for the training. Amen. And we come in to come alongside our brothers here and sisters here in Nepal. And it's been a blessing over the years to do that. But to be here in person has really been incredible. So after the training, Jim, we have visited, I think it's six churches, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's about right. And they, when I say six churches, you know, they're house churches um, or in very small buildings. Um, one we were in today was made of, the walls were mud. Yeah. The roof was made with bamboo and then metal tin. At least they, they had Correct. tin, so that was yeah. good. So the, the churches that we have been to, we've been up in the Himalayas. That takes a while. <laughs> yeah, it took us six hours. Yes. We reached 7,500 feet, but I believe that church was around 7,000 Correct. Feet, yeah, yeah, above sea level. And so it takes a while to travel to these rural churches on some uh, interesting roads that are filled not only with other vehicles, but with cows and chickens and goats. Monkeys. Monkeys. There's a monkey in the middle of the road the other day. We, we don't see that in Dothan. No. He acted like he owned the place, too. He did. The, the cows definitely own it, and the goats, too. Yes. Uh, dogs. Uh, it, but anyway, um, I'm going to post some videos on our uh, YouTube and Facebook page of some of the driving around, because it's, it's, it's very interesting. And we've been to these churches and proclaim the gospel and then also to encourage our brothers and sisters here because they're very much in the minority persecution takes place here and it's just very very hard and sometimes Jim you've been in you and Keith have been in the mission field for a long time now you can get kind of feel kind of lonely sometimes can't you absolutely being away from home is one aspect of it you're away from family and and friends for a long time and then uh, also there's the aspect of people in the country that you live in they don't understand you they don't uh, know why you're there and when they discover why you're there uh, oftentimes they don't like it right so uh, as some of the pastors gave us testimony of course in thailand we're not beaten but there are many pastors here that are beaten and also thrown in jail so you can imagine the fear uh, that they have um, you can imagine uh, the caution that takes place in uh, doing the lord's work and so um, we really need to pray for these uh, brothers and sisters here yes and it can be very lonely being a christian in a country that's dominated by hinduism and like Jim says, just a lot of persecution. You know, imagine sharing the gospel with somebody like we do back home in Dothan all the time, every day, and then just being beaten for that or being a pastor and being arrested just because you are a pastor and spend five years or more in jail. Yeah. That's reality here in Nepal. But, man, it doesn't deter them. No, and they see things that many people in the United States long to see. Right. They see mighty movements of God. They do. And what's been so encouraging, too, is, one, there are some very strong leaders here. Yeah. And, and they're united. Um, you know, I think specifically of, of course, Kresh and then um, Yogendra yeah. and um, Sil uh, Siv. Sil Siv. Siv, yeah. Um, uh, pardon us, we're still trying to pronounce names <laughs> over here. Uh, but, yeah, so I just a lot of unity, very just passionate about the Lord. And you see that in the other churches that we go, that we've been to. And another thing that's really encouraged me is to see growth in the church of Nepal. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. The church we went to today, 
uh, actually had to expand. You could see where they uh, opened up like half the church and ex extended the roof out so they could have more people in. And it, that place was full. It was fact, there was at least 75 people. And they kept coming, so there's no telling there's how no many telling. ultimately. But. And, and it was packed. You couldn't get too many more people in there. And so they're probably going to have to ex expand the, 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 wall, the mud walls again. Yeah. And Maybe that's why they're made of mud. That's it. It's, it's easier to expand. Easier to expand. How's that for faith? Oh, like we won't that. make it out of concrete. Let's make it out of mud so we can tear it down and expand whenever we're ready. That's right. I like it. <laughs> and just, um, just incredible people. The, the worship here mm. is beautiful. Everybody is sitting on the floor, uh, except for like you and me. They give us chairs to sit in. Uh, Martha and Keitha will sit on the floor, but then sometimes they're like, no, 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 you need to sit, sit in the on chair. The chair. Yeah. They, want, they want us to be comfortable. But, oh my gosh, the, the music is, while we don't understand all the words, even though there's one chorus that you can sing yeah. in, 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 in their language. But, um, you know, I, I love it. They're, every now and then there's a guitar, not every time. But they have those little drums that they really kind of use their fingers to play. Mm. But most of it is clapping. Mm -hmm. And it's just as beautiful as beautiful worship. And even though we don't understand the language, we just feel God moving because yes. God understands them. We don't have to. And it's just been a beautiful time of worship at each church we go to. And just sharing the gospel. You know, what excites me is I see people out there taking notes. Yeah. And they got their Bibles. Those who have Bibles have their Bibles. And they're going to the scripture. And so it's just been, it's been wonderful. And we have seen uh, some salvations since we've been here. And we're going to get into that here in a moment. But so many highlights of this trip. But one of them that I know we'll never forget is what took place on Friday. Uh, Friday here, it would have been Thursday back home. There were 17 new believers. And we were blessed with opportunity to baptize them. Yes, in the river. In the river. The river was a little cool. It was muddy. We had to clear out some debris and it stormed the night before. <laughs> and, Ken and, got stuck and had to get over a log. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my big clod hoppers got stuck <laughs> in the mud. You know, the, thankfully, these, these sandals, the Velcro is very strong. Or <laughs> yeah, those sandals will still be at the bottom of the river. <laughs> but it's very, very interesting about the baptism because we left our hotel room at 530 in the morning to go meet these new believers and, and the pastors and baptize them at 5.30 in the morning. That's pretty typical of a baptism in the USA, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Here's why we had to get up so early to baptize them. We had to get up early because we couldn't be seen baptizing in the river. Uh, there's always a very real probability of somebody taking a picture and then reporting them to the authorities. And so, although we would probably, as American citizens, maybe get detained and yelled at a little and sent back to our hotel, they would end up in jail and maybe beaten. And so that we had to get up early enough where we couldn't be seen. And what I thought was really amazing is they had all the candidates uh, in the church and they asked each one of them, uh, are you here on your own accord? Are you here willingly? Uh, do you understand what we're about to do? And are you willingly desiring to be baptized, and every single one of them shook their head yes. They all understood the real threat that could take place, you know, for them getting baptized. And so we had a wonderful time of worship and prayer for them, and then a few at a time, they went down to the river. Yeah, and, and what was also amazing, too, is there were 
40 or more people gathered at the church that early in the morning to celebrate this baptism. And when we went down to the river to, to pray. pray. <laughs> okay, we'll spare them up. <laughs> but when we went down to the river, everybody could not go. So like Martha and Keith, they had to stay in the church because they didn't want to have a crowd that drew attention. Right. And where we were baptizing at was a perfect spot. It was. Even though there were people on the other side of some brush uh, in the river, cleaning the river and doing various things, uh, they didn't pay attention to what we were doing. Mm -mm. So it was, it was the prayers of people that we, we told to be interceding for us. And we had the opportunity to go down there and, and just do something uh, that's just unheard of. I mean, we got the opportunity as foreigners to baptize these new believers. It was incredible. So we had to make our way down a, a muddy bank, yep. and we didn't fall, praise nope, God. Nope. And they were holding on to us pretty well, too, to make yeah. sure we didn't. <laughs> and so once we got into the, the river, as you said, a few at a time, came down, and we got to baptize them. And it was just, man, it was powerful. It was exciting. It was humbling. Mm. It was just... I mean, amazing. We always celebrate when we get to baptize somebody because it's their, usually it's their first step of obedience to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it was just truly, truly an incredible time. And it, it really hit me when we came back up over the bank after I did almost fall. I grabbed a, a root <laughs> and, and it came out of the bank. <laughs> but thank, thankfully, I, I didn't fall back in the river. But uh, man, when we got back up to the top and because uh, we had to wash off, they had a hand pump. Yeah, and um, that our buddy Ayus was yeah. was pumping for us. Yeah, uh, a young man about 18 years old, and um, he's funny. Um, you and him really have, have hit it off. Yeah, I love that young man. He, I gave him homework uh, after the training. I said, you know, you need to work on a sermon, on a message, the way we taught you to lay it out. And he said, I will, I will. And uh, actually, this morning I got a reply from him that he had actually preached wow. what he worked on to a bunch of the youth. Well, praise God. And so uh, you see how the training, yeah. he gets the training and he puts it right into action. And so that's why this training is so important. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, that that's incredible. And, and he's got a great sense of humor. Oh, he's, yeah. Because when I, you, you washed off, because you, you want to wash off when you come out of that river. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a clean river. No. <laughs> and, and so Jim washed, uh, washed off and then I washed off. And then I told I used I said I'll I'll pump the the hand pump for you while you wash off. He says, "No, I can do both. You're old." <laughs> <laughs> we we have a good joke between Jim and I talking about. We may know. resemble that remark. Yeah, we may may actually resemble that. But anyway, so the baptisms, seventeen of them. It was just awesome. It was beautiful, and we got to take a big group shot. Yeah. Uh, at the end and just celebrate those uh, those young people that there was young men and young women, women yeah. who were baptized and and pre pretty much an equal amount of I know 17 is yeah. not an equal number but it was probably like you know maybe nine guys eight girls or or the other way around but anyway it was just exciting it was a blessing to be a part of that and man it's just just doesn't get much better than that no it doesn't then as we mentioned we, we've seen some people come to the Lord and one of them, and you know, when people come to the Lord in a country like Nepal, 
you don't see 20,000 people gather at an arena like we do in the U.S. and, and all that. I mean, it's one at a time, and it's it, it's really hard ministry because Hinduism and, and other religions are just ingrained in the in the culture. So when they hear about the one true God, their interest is piqued, so we get to share more. And sometimes, as, as you have mentioned before, Jim, it was not explained correctly or properly. They'll just add Jesus to their other gods that they worship. Right. Um, a lot of times evangelism will begin with uh, Jesus loves you and he wants to save you and uh, would you like to accept him and of course they just go sure I'll accept him and of course they'll add that to the pantheon of other gods (laughs) that they have so they really need to know what we call the meta narrative of the scripture from uh, a one true creator God who existed before time and space he creates he makes man puts him in the garden fellowship is broken through sin and then the plan of salvation begins to unfold all the way to Christ. And so this creation to Christ story gives a platform, a foundation uh, from which they can make the decision whether they want to receive Jesus or not. And so that's why it's really important for for them to know that story and use that story here. And we were at, I forget which church it was at because we've been been all over the place, but uh, we, we were at a church, I think it was on Thursday, and during the altar call one of the the men who who was there he was saying that he has jesus but he's demon possessed <laughs> i'm like mm, okay if you're demon possessed you, ain't you got can't jesus. have jesus <laughs> no. you don't have jesus so uh, we prayed over him for for that demon to be gone and then prayed with him to truly receive jesus and he was he prayed that prayer yes he did and what was also interesting about that is that he stayed at the altar and he kept praying and he kept praying while we were praying for others. And then well, we started worshiping at the end. And I looked down, he was still there at the altar praying, praying on his knees, on his knees, yeah. seeking God on his own. And when that breakthrough did indeed happen, we saw him start worshiping God. Yes, it was amazing. That was in Pokhara. Okay, yes. The church in yeah, Pokhara, that's right. yeah. So it was just amazing to see that take place. A man who, who was possessed with a demon get set free and just determine he's going to have that breakthrough with Jesus. And when he does, you see him worship. And so yeah. that, was, that, that was beautiful. And then today was, uh, man, powerful, intense. There's all kind of adjectives we can throw in there for today's service. Saturday is their day of worship here. Um, the, the government sets it up that way. Not just for a Christian, but, you know, that's kind of like a national day of worship. And so the Christians gather, well, gather a lot, but especially on Saturdays, uh, to, to worship Jesus. And so we were there and just had, had a great time of worship. Jim shared a wonderful message that really challenged uh, everyone there. And we saw uh, 15, 20 or so people uh, come up for a rededication of their lives to, as your challenge challenged them, to live like Jesus and to share him with others and to make sure that our lives are bringing him glory and we prayed and and then as is normal here they'll get a group of people who need specific prayers like there's a number of uh, people they had knee issues and um, migraines, migraines and bad dreams yeah. and trouble with speaking and hearing things like that and so as we were praying for everybody and pretty much made it through all the people who were there there's a good number of them uh, I'm not good at math, so I'm not even going to try to guess. But uh, a number of people, and then, Jim, something happened. 
Yeah, we noticed a gentleman who uh, was on his knees, bent down with his face to the ground, literally writhing and uh, snarling and snapping with his mouth and his eyes rolled back. And he was obviously very, very uh, demon-possessed. And so we, uh, we being myself and Ken and Martha and Keitha and the pastors that were with us, Chris and Yogendra and uh, Siv and and others, we just began laying hands on him and praying for him and he would bow up and he would grab the mats with his hands and he would twist and he would just writhe. And uh, we prayed and prayed and prayed. We prayed for a long, long time. Probably close to an hour. At least. And it was just unbelievable how this demon or demons that were in him just would not come out. They were fighting not to be released from this man. And uh, when there came a time where he kind of uh, calmed down a little bit, I said, we need, we need to share the gospel with him. We need to share the gospel. So, so Kresh came over and sat next to him, started sharing the gospel with him. And then I said, ask him if he wants to receive Jesus. And so he said yes, and he started praying, and something unbelievable. Right when Chris started asking him, are you willing to receive receive him say you're willing adustra say you're willing he was about to say he was willing and all of a sudden this demon grabbed a hold of him again and wouldn't let him say it and once again we had to start praising and praying for this man but ultimately what took place ken ultimately he gave his life to jesus ultimately jesus set this man free uh he was as jim said he was Definitely, I believe there was more than one demon in, in this man. I know some of you back home are listening to this and going, what in the world? These guys are nuts. No, the demonic is real. Just read your Bible. Um, it's not just, didn't just happen just during Jesus' days. Uh, we, we've seen it in Dothan. Uh, we've seen it in, in Haiti. We've seen it here. I mean, um, the devil's working everywhere. Uh, he has, he has his, um, He's not everywhere like, like God is, but he has his, his demons who, who are out doing his work. And this man was demon-possessed, uh, very strong. He's a little guy, too. And like you said, it was like a, a wolf, as your Jindra said, uh, snapping. And his arms were really unnaturally Yeah, they were bent. twisted and contorted. Yeah. But then, man, when Jesus set him free, you could just see a peace come over him. And, and we were still praying and still praying. And then Kresh said, hey, he's praying. He, he's praying to Jesus. He's praying to receive Jesus. And you could, you could see him praying, but they could understand him. We couldn't, but we could see the peace starting to come upon this yeah. man. And his, his eyes were normal again. His body was normal again. And when he opened his eyes and he kind of looked around. You can tell something was different. Something was different. Yeah. And Jesus had, had set him free. And he said, as you were praying, God was speaking to me. That's what he told, told Kresh. And, um, you know, if, if he was the only reason why the four of us came to Nepal, it's worth every penny because this man was possessed, which meant he was living in complete darkness. He was miserable and just had no hope whatsoever. But as God spoke to this man, Jesus, the power in the name of Jesus, the demons had to go. Yeah, and it was incredible to watch 
uh, the people of the church singing yeah. while we were praying. They were singing songs uh, in praise uh, and praying for this man. It was, a, it was such a beautiful chorus of voices singing and praying and interceding uh, to overcome the enemy, Amen. and he was overcome. Amen. And when he stood up, he was weak. Yeah. He was weak, but he, he did stand, stand up, sit in a chair for a little bit, and um, then was able to, to, to go out and, and eat with the rest of the church, eat dinner or lunch uh, with the rest of the, of the church. And, man, it's just the power of God. Mm. And right there in Dothan, in the wiregrass, you can see the power of God work if we just step out yeah. and don't be afraid. Don't People say, well, you're nuts because you think there's demons. Well, call me nuts because I know that's true because I know that what the Bible says and I know what I've seen over the years and including today. But what I've seen too is Jesus is so much more powerful than any demon from hell, than Satan himself. And man, that man, the shackles were gone. They gone, were released. Brother gone and so that was just so powerful we praise god for that and as we're coming to the end of, of this program today jim well one other really cool thing happened today we come back to our hotel we go into the restaurant here where we do all the time while we're here and and drink our favorite milk coffee milk coffee and we're sitting there drinking and i had that song mary mary shackles on my mind and i pulled it up on YouTube and, and just started playing it. And we were all singing and just kind of dancing and swaying, you know, just praising God and having fun doing so. And one of the waiters came up and said, and asked us to connect to their stereo via Bluetooth and they would play it in the, in the restaurant. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna have some church up in here today. And we did. <laughs> we did. So man, we played that song and there was a, a couple of Charity Gale songs and I can't remember what all else we worship to today, but it was uh, praising Jesus, lifting his name high, and you're really not supposed to do that in no. this country. <laughs> but we had permission. And, right. um, of course, they didn't know what we were singing. No. But, uh, but, uh, but man, you, you could just feel the presence of God fill that restaurant. Yeah. And what was neat was just before that took place, I went to the front counter to get a few things. And as I was walking up there, the man at the counter, he didn't hear me walking up on him. He was sitting reading one of those tracks and he was engaged because I had to ask him two or three times and he looked at me and went oh and he got up and he walked over but uh, so those tracks that we've been handing out yeah. they've been effective a lot of people have been reading them it, it, it's in their language so they can understand it so we've just been doing some track bombing right yeah and just be praying that that yes. material uh, that the Holy Spirit uses that to reach people yes amen and so it's just been it's been an incredible time here and we we still have a couple of days left uh, so next week we are going to uh, do another recording here from nepal we just can't praise god enough for allowing us to be here and for what we have seen him do the power the might of our almighty god has been in full display and one thing the sunday before we came we were martha and i were at church at harvest church worshiping and I, I went to the altar during worship just to pray to God and, and, and seek his face. And one thing that kept coming to mind was, was his glory. Mm. And so I started praying, Lord, show us your glory. Mm. Let us see your glory when we're in Nepal. 
Man, he has. He has. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. So, man, we just want to thank God and praise him. We want to thank everybody who, who's been praying for us. Yes, uh, thank while, you. While we're over here, those who helped us to get here. Yes. And, man, it's just, it's just been incredible. Uh, you, can, you can read more about and see more pictures and everything about what God's doing over here. At, we have an international website. We have a regular loveinactionministries.com website, but we also have one specifically for our international ministries, and that's loveinactioninternational.org, loveinactioninternational.org. A lot of information about what God is doing over here. We also have a blog called the 1040 Window Blog, and I've been doing a lot of blogging since we've been here, so you can go there and, and, and read more and, and see more photos. We'll be putting together some other videos and photo opportunities, opportunities whatever <laughs> you want to call it, um, just to show what God's doing over here. And just to, and that's another way of giving him praise as well. Amen. And so um, I just want to just again praise him. want to uh, thank you again, brother, for joining me this morning. Thank you for the privilege of being here with you. And want to thank all of you for listening today. Yes. And I just pray you have a great rest of your day today, that you'll have a wonderful week coming up, knowing that Jesus loves you. Just remember that all week long, that Jesus loves you so much. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.